Hi, thank you for joining me today as we read from the popular subreddit r slash petty revenge. I hope you enjoy. Mechanic tries to scam me, and receives public embarrassment in return. Story by Drunken Black Sheep. I, 26 female, do not look like I would know a single thing about cars. 5 apostrophe 3 with long blonde hair, a soft girly appearance, and an eternal baby face that makes me look about 15 to 16 years old. I drive a rather beat up looking 2004 Avalon. My dad and brother are both mechanics. Not my profession, but I've learned a thing or seven from them and am very comfortable working on cars. I'm only mentioning my appearance because it's pretty common for mechanics to assume that I'm an idiot about cars. A while back, I was pretty overwhelmed with life and didn't have a good space to do it, so I took my car in to get the oil changed. The place offered a free of charge head-to-toe inspection for any repairs that might need to be made. I knew my car was fine. I had pretty recently changed the air filter and brake pads. Rotors had maybe 40k miles on them and were in great condition. New serpentine belt too. Literally just didn't feel like changing my oil. Relevant notes, before I went to the shop I actually checked my air filter and it was, in fact, pristine. Also, I usually call my dad while I'm working on my car so we can chat so he knows what repairs slash maintenance I've done and that my car is well taken care of. After they changed my oil, the guy came back with the inspection results on a clipboard and was holding my air filter. He had this grave look on his face like something was wrong. Mind you, this is a very busy place and there were lots of customers in the waiting room. He told me that we needed to go over the results because my car was about to be completely broken down and also not safe to drive if I didn't get several repairs done ASAP because these were all completely shot. The repairs, new brake pads, new rotors, new calipers, replace serpentine and drive belt, new air filter, new compressor or my AC will not work a heavy thread in the middle of summer in FL, and a couple more generic things. He showed me my air filter which was filled with dead grass, a dead wasp, some dirt, and hair. Bruh. He really scooped some bullshit off the shop floor and put it in my new air filter to try and freak me out. The total? About $1,500 worth of work. It would be more expensive anywhere else but he was willing to give me a deal. So I immediately start buying myself time by asking some basic questions that I knew he would have to explain so I could nod at him all wide-eyed while I came up with a good way to respond to what he was doing. What does the serpentine belt do? Is it important? Etc. I texted my dad. I'm calling in a second just play along. Told the guy, Ong um, that's so scary I can't believe I was driving around like that. Thank you so much for caring. I don't have the money so let me call my dad real quick to see if he can help me out. I can't afford this. I then proceeded to enhance my dramatic performance by even working up a tear while I called my dad. The guy is standing there with me in front of all the customers. I put my phone on speaker and gave my dad a whole sob story about how I need money again I'm so sorry can he help me? He asked what the repairs were and how much. I said I don't know but it sounds really bad. He says that it's dangerous. Dad, I can't be without a car. What am I going to do? Then I asked the guy to tell my dad what the repairs were. He rattles it all off and my dad is playing his part perfectly. Oh wow, oh my goodness I'm glad you caught this so she's not in danger anymore. Little did this scammer know, he was the one in danger. He hands the phone back and I drop the facade and start laughing really hard. As soon as dad hears me he started screaming cackling into the phone. I said dad do you hear this bullshit? Get this, he brought me my new air filter I just put in to show me how dirty it was. He pulled shit off the floor or something and rubbed it on there. Dad and I continue to crack up. The audience in the waiting room was also cracking up. 
Scammy Mechany was beat red and completely at a loss for words. Head down and some stuttering was his response. I handed him my air filter and told him to go vacuum it out and to make sure to let me see it before he put it back in. I sat and watched him put it back once it was clean and also watched him pull my car out to make sure he didn't do anything horrible while I wasn't looking. I might have taken it a little far, but I really hate when mechanics take advantage of people who don't know anything about cars, so this felt like a massive win. Big props to my dad for his performance, and for teaching me about cars. My neighbor cursed me for using my own yard. Well I'm going to use it even more. Story Bike Jane's 96 So, I have lived in a townhouse for the last three years. I live with my husband and two 60 pounds dogs. For a bit of background, I got attacked by a dog just before my neighbors moved in 2.5 years ago. Which left me with a fear of strange animals up until recently when I was able to work through my trauma with my therapist. My neighbors have four loud and reactive dogs, three chihuahuas and one Australian shepherd which charge the fence whenever they see someone on the other side and bark constantly. This had prevented me from using my backyard for the last two summers. Now that I have worked past the panic attacks and fear I am spending the majority of weekends in my yard and letting my dogs go back and forth freely from the yard. My dogs have been well socialized and don't have any interest in the fence when the other dogs are reacting. Up until yesterday when the neighbor's dogs come out I would bring my dogs inside but it would still mean a minute or so for their dogs to calm down. I would let my dogs back outside to play when the neighbors go back in. This was no big deal to me. Now cue Sunday. The neighbors let their dogs out, they react, I bring my dogs in. Same old routine. Except my neighbor curses me under her breath keep your fucking door shut. This is not the first time they have been rude either this gets under my skin considering her dog's reactivity is the reason I did not feel comfortable in my own backyard, and it is not my dogs who are reactive. Plus I have always been the one to bring my dogs in, not the neighbor. So I've started to be a bit petty, now when the neighbor lets their dogs out, I stay out and play fetch with my dogs while her animals are going apeshit, instead of bringing my dogs inside as I have always done. My dogs love it because they are getting more exercise than before. It's only been three days and my neighbor is exasperated and has to chase her dogs around the garden. Side note, they have another dog on the opposite side of them which they are equally reactive to, as well, I have patio furniture being delivered tomorrow and I fully expect to enjoy my yard to the fullest this summer. After a week or two I'll probably put up a visual blockade so her dogs can't see mine to be nice but I'm not going to restrict my well-trained animals for her untrained ones any longer. Don't appreciate my courtesy, I won't give it. Update. Neighbors decided to cuss me out and tell me to go inside last night. I said no, but put the dogs inside because the neighbors were being aggressive. They said our dogs should be able to be outside too, go inside. I said your dog's reactivity is not my problem and they are more than welcome to use your yard. The fact they can't stop charging the fence long enough to piss is your issue and stood in the middle of my yard. They shouted at me to get the fuck inside. I told them make me, a bit childish I know, one told me to meet them out front, I said no. If you want something for me climb over this fence yourself they yelled a bit more and I didn't respond and they went inside after a minute. I think the neighbors have finally cracked a bit and it's only week one. Not proud and honestly don't want to deal with this nonsense but I'm not going to bend to a bully. Letting my ex-husband drown in attorney fees. Story by deleted. After five years of marriage and endless false promises, I finally get my personal revenge. My ex-husband, 32, and I, 33, Got married in 2017 after one year of a long-distance relationship between the US and Germany. We sealed the deal, got married in the US and he wanted me to live with him in the good old US of A because he didn't want to learn another language. 
To make things easier he moved in with me in Germany for a job, I helped him to get, so we would have time to finalize my plans for emigration and immigration. Now my ex didn't even get started to gather all the required documents for himself to be my sponsor. Said and done, I had all documents well sorted out, cancelled all my contracts, sold my belongings, sent large parts of my things to the US, and said goodbye to my lovely home, friends, and family. Little did I know, my ex-husband did not do a single bit of research or even did his part in my immigration process and I wasn't able to set foot on the plane that would bring me to my new home. Long story short, he left for the US without me, and I was homeless, with a suitcase and two cats. He continued to lead me on with promises to come and get me. Meanwhile, he started a polyamorous affair. Later he got involved with a 21-year-old young lady. I lived with my parents for a few months, to get back on my feet. Find a new apartment and a new source of income. Now, I never went to German officials to get our marriage recognized in Germany, mostly, because I didn't think it was necessary, because we planned to live together in the US. But my laziness should be proven to be useful later. Since he was with his new girlfriend, 21, I broke up the relationship, in the US we still count as married and focused on myself, regaining my independence and rebuilding my life in my home country. I fell in love with an acquaintance, 31, I've known for 13 years and we soon found that we have very much the same goals in life and the very same ideals and wishes for a monogamous life. Meanwhile, I've been in contact with my ex to finally get him to start the divorce in the US, since the marriage was closed in the US, only a US citizen is able to petition for the divorce at the district court, I didn't want my name to be further affiliated with him and I also didn't see the reason why he should further profit from tax benefits. I made clear I didn't want this anymore and wanted to move on. Finally, he got a process started and forgot one single thing. I am not an American citizen. So everything that applies in the US when it comes to paperwork, doesn't apply to me in Germany. Does means, serving me via email? Nope. Wanting me to sign something electronically? Nope, not possible. All they would have to do is to send me the notarized, signed, and translated paperwork via physical mail. But they don't. So I get email after email with pleas to get me to sign the US divorce papers electronically. With every mail, his lawyer sends me, his pay ramps up. Don't get me wrong, I certainly told the lawyer what he has to do in order to get me to sign a legally significant piece of paper, but I guess he doesn't know international laws. So at this point my ex still sits on all of my belongings I asked him to give back and since he doesn't do that, I'll keep collecting spam mail from his lawyer. That's my personal revenge for leading me on, using my hopeless romantic heart, and leaving me alone when things went hard. I don't count as married in Germany and am currently expecting a little baby boy with my partner and we are building a life together without false promises. Edit. Wow, I didn't think I'd get much of a response. For some, I'm stupid, an idiot and for some, I did get myself into that situation. This is fine to claim, but I never denied accountability. I learned my part and just because the marriage just gets divorced in the US, because he has to file for it, doesn't mean we haven't been separated for much longer. Was I stupid? Yes, absolutely. Am I wrong for moving on with a new partner with 33? No, absolutely not. Edit 2, I will report threats to myself and my life immediately. You are entitled to your opinion and nobody is keeping you from voicing this opinion under this post. But threatening me over DM is a new low, dear incels. Do you really think I'm scared of some internet basement dwellers? Dude, I've been on 9 gag and you think a threat could somewhat intimidate me? The time I made my ex mad by making friends with the woman he cheated on me with. Story by Sudden Pineapple 821. In my early 20s, 
I lived with my ex-boyfriend. I was gullible and believed every word that came out of his mouth. I believed him when he said he worked late hours abs came back at 4am and made up excuses to keep me from meeting his friends and family and let him isolate me and hide me away. Well, one day his grandmother passes away from natural causes, this is pre-COVID, and he was devastated so I asked if he wanted company or to be left alone to grieve. He of course wanted to go alone and so, I let him. I got a call from someone who knew both me and my ex and informed me that he did in fact take his girlfriend to the funeral but that person was not me. She had been introduced to his family, taken on date after date, and he had played dad to her one-year-old. My heart sunk right to my feet that day and so did hers once she found out about me. My friend got us in contact and we talked for hours. We laughed, cried, and in the end decided to dump that man and be friends. He absolutely hated it. We became extremely close after that. I took her to her 21st and drunk sat her after she got sick all over me and we took each other on a date and even to a concert that her family got tickets for. To this day, I have her on my phone as the wife even though we are both married to wonderful men. Neighbor moves after I install a camera. Story by Octo23. I live in a semi-detached house and share a driveway. When I first moved in an older British couple lived next door, I got along with them great, then the wife passed and the husband moved to an apartment and sold the house to someone I will call CC. Initially, there were no issues with CC, but sometimes she did things that annoyed me. However for the most part I was able to ignore her and her extended family. On one occasion I found the roof of my spouse's car dented after it was left on the street, on another occasion, I found damage to my spouse's car and the easiest explanation was if someone backed out of CC's driveway without looking. I didn't have any firm evidence, just circumstantial evidence. So I installed a camera, no audio, just video, in my garage that looked out over the shared driveway and the street. I then went and told all of my neighbors about the damage to the car and the new camera. Nobody verbalized any concerns and nobody admitted to the damage. By the end of the next week, CC listed her house for sale and it closed quite quickly and I had a new neighbor. Now CC was a realtor and should have known the law about vacating her old house, but she was still making trips with her stuff long after the new owner showed up. CC ended up suing the new owner because she had left stuff behind that she was trying to recover. One morning as I was leaving for work I saw the legal papers on the windshield of the new owner's car. So I made a point of asking about them. This is when I learned about all of the drama and the ongoing issues. The new owner indicated that they were going to have to document everything to defend themselves in court. This is where the petty revenge came in, I asked if the new neighbor wanted video footage. I provided footage of multiple loads of furniture being moved past the deadline, I provided footage of CC's sister sneaking across my property to try and serve the new neighbor and then illegally leaving the paperwork in the car. I also provided footage of CC driving by at random times. With the footage that I provided the case was awarded to my new neighbor that had to countersue CC. TLDR, I suspect my old neighbor was damaging my car, so I installed a camera. Very quickly my old neighbor sold and moved, but ended up suing the new owner. I provided the new owner with all of the footage from my camera so that they could win in court. They say you can't put a price on happiness, but it cost me $250,000, and it was worth every penny. Story by Meanad3975 I don't write short but here's your TLDR, had the rural property for 30 years that kids love to dirt bike on, crazy bitch built a house, diverted a stream flooding my property then cut down 23 of my trees. We got paid for those things and she got fined. Called or texted constantly about the dirt bikes. Eventually, I listed and sold the property, 
took an offer for less than ask with an owner carried contract for three years because the buyer wanted to build a motocross track for his kids. Six years later the bitch still texts complaining about the noise from the track. I don't block her because each time she complains it puts a smile on my face knowing she is pissed. My late husband was in a car accident his senior year in 1986 and got a settlement of $30,000 he could access at 18. He was a gearhead and wanted to buy a Corvette but his mom didn't like that idea so she made him a deal, if he bought the car he would have to pay rent and storage for his other cars or he could buy the property and stay home rent free as long as he wanted. So at 18, we started looking at property and he bought 10 acres for $5,000. We intended to build there at some point or sell it later on. In the early years, we would have massive ragers, there was no one around to bother and it was great. Eventually, people bought and built on the lots around us, and zoning laws changed to allow one house per acre so there were several houses but it was still rural and a few of us had large empty acreage the kids would use to ride their dirt bikes. We didn't care, let them have fun. About 15 years ago another new house went in and it was right on the property line. They hadn't even finished construction on the house when the wife began calling to demand I take some trees down because they blocked her view. The funny thing was the view they blocked was from the RV they were living in. Once they moved into the house they wouldn't even be near those trees so I said sorry but no, I'm not cutting the trees. She wasn't happy and over the next couple of years, she called to complain about all sorts of stupid shit and the noise of the kids on dirt bikes. Hell, she even got mad at people riding their horses because they made her dogs bark. One spring day I drive out there and notice the stream that ran across my property and theirs had been dammed on my and diverted on my land about 50 yards from their property line which sent it along the dirt road that went down a hill and up the other side creating a pond where it was blocked and another at the bottom of the road and preventing me from accessing the majority of the property. Now I knew it was their doing because the previous fall slash winter she had called to complain my stream was causing her property to flood. First off it wasn't my stream and her property didn't flood, in wetter months the stream naturally got larger, it flowed downhill and it kept to its banks for decades. Their lot was originally heavily wooded and they had cleared all of the trees I could tell they had done a bunch of grading so if they had water issues that is their doing not mine. Anyway, I went home and the following weekend we grabbed the small backhoe and a couple of friends to unblock the stream. We hadn't even unloaded it before we heard her screaming and the cops showed up. They were unsure if they should stop us because our state is pretty environmentally conscious and there are strict wetland laws, the cops didn't know if we were rerouting the stream or if they had. I completely understand where they are coming from and I knew this could happen so not only did I bring pictures to show how the stream had been but one of our friends was an official at the doe, he was able to explain the law and that we legally needed to put the stream back. We couldn't do much about the pond except wait for it to dry out, but we sent the stream back down its original channel. Of course, when it go to their freshly graded land it had no channel to follow, and yeah it did flood their yard. Unfortunately for them there happened to be that Deo official who felt it was his duty to issue them a citation for diverting and illegally altering the stream. They ended up having to put the stream bed back and revegetate it with native plants and shrubs in a 25-foot buffer zone which took away a portion of their yard, pay us damages, and got a huge fine. As the spring and summer progress, the kids on dirt bikes discover the pond, by this time it's 8 to 18 inches deep and they are loving riding through it. So instead of just riding through there, they spend hours in that area much to the annoyance of the neighbor. She calls the police multiple times but the kids would either be gone or say they have permission to be there so the police call us and we say yup let them ride. Now we did have concerns about liability if they got hurt but we liked pissing her off so we took the risk, not the best idea and thank god no one ever did that we knew about. A couple of years go by, she learned to text because we ignored her calls when she has something to complain about. I make my annual spring visit and notice there are 23 large cedar and fir trees cut down, 
five have been cut up and a path leads directly to their very full woodshed. I was pissed, this isn't something I can just fix and you don't fuck with my trees. I called the police and their excuse was that firewood was their sole source of heat and they needed the wood, they cut so many so it would dry out over the next couple of years. They get another no trespassing order, the stream one had expired, and were charged with theft and vandalism. It took a couple of years but they ended up having to pay $10,000 for each tree they cut down so that was nice plus we sold 15 of the trees and made another $45,000. They were pissed, to say the least. Life goes on and we still got texts every time she heard a dirt bike, a horse going by, or whatever irritated her on any given day. We started having summer campout parties over the next few years and she always called the police or fire department. Of course, we never got cited because we are not stupid and didn't break any laws. Sadly my husband died suddenly and eventually I decided it was time to sell because I wasn't going to build a house there so I listed the property for $1 million, which was the market rate at the time. Remember it was 10 acres and you can build one house per acre. Of course, anytime people went out there she would flag them down and tell them it flooded and all sorts of nonsense. She didn't want anyone to build or be there. I should have renewed the second trespass order but it expired right around the time my husband passed and it just wasn't important at that moment. Developers were not bothered and we did get a few offers under ask I was happy with but I really wanted to sell it to an individual who wanted to build a single home, just being stupid and sentimental. My agent wasn't happy but understood. One day he calls me with an offer that is much less than any of the others and they wanted to do an owner-carried contract for three years with a balloon payment to pay me off at the end of the three years. It's a couple who wanted to meet me out there. I didn't have anything going on the upcoming Saturday so I said I would meet them with the understanding that I really wasn't interested in carrying the contract and the price was too low. We figured they were hoping to change my mind and we were hoping they would come in with a better offer. They got there before me and when I arrived the bitch is there telling them how bad the property is. I parked on the main road and was walking in so none of them even knew I was there, as I approached two little kids to come flying up on dirt bikes, she comes unglued, grabbed a rock, and threw it at them, came nowhere close to hitting them, the guy immediately starts yelling at her and tells her to get the fuck out of there. It scares her and she left. He sees me and begins to apologize but I stopped that and thanked him. We start talking and he explained part of the reason they wanted this specific property was because they had two young boys who rode motocross and he loved the trails plus he wanted to build a track for them. When he showed me where I knew he was my buyer. I took a $250,000 loss on the sale and carried that contract just to spite that bitch. While that is a huge sum, remember we paid $5,000 for it and got almost $300,000 for the trees and another $20,000 for the nonsense with the stream plus enjoyed the property for almost 30 years and I got the interest on the contract and the balloon payment so it wasn't like we really lost out. Plus knowing the bitch was going to be miserable for years to come, you just can't put a price on that. I sold it 6 years ago and I still go out a couple of times a year just to check it out. They have built a beautiful house at the farthest point from the bitch and there is a huge track up by her place. She still sends me nasty texts and I should probably block her but it makes me smile each time knowing she is still pissed. Well worth the loss and I know my late husband would approve, he always knew I was a petty bitch. Thank you for tuning in to listen to these stories, and I hope to see you on the next one. Till then, have an amazing day.